Hello and welcome to the Lions podcast, the Kentucky Derby edition. It is Matt Brown. It is Steven Anders. Third year in a row, we come to you previewing the big race. You probably only pay attention to three horse races a year and maybe even only one. And Kentucky Derby certainly would be at the top of the list. So we're going to run down the horses in the field and even the ones that have a chance to possibly get in the field and see if there are any bets to be made here, what Steven is looking at. Of course, this is being taped a week before the race, guys, so these odds do vary. If you know how horse racing works, there are some fixed market odds that are available out there at some different books. However, paramutual racing, however much money gets fed into the field, however the money goes towards whichever horse, that is going to dictate the final odds whenever the gates open. So just keep that in mind if you are new to horse betting. And Stephen, while, you know, probably a good topic actually while we're going here, various bet types that you can do if you are new to horse racing. Of course, everybody knows what a win bet is, but they might not know what a place bet is. They might not know what a show bet is. So what are we looking at with those two bets? Yeah, for sure. A place bet pays out if the horse finishes in second or third. A show bet pays, I'm sorry, a place bet pays out if the horse finishes in the top two, first or second. A show bet pays out if the horse finishes in the first, second, or third, and you're getting less and less odds of what you would get if you were bet them on the win line there. You also have the exotics, as they call them. I was going to say, the you're going to hear that term thrown yep. out, and if you have no idea, don't worry about it. Like you're like, it's just, it's talking about what you actually have probably heard in the exacta, trifecta, and superfecta markets. Exactly. Those are the three most popular exotic wagers. Exacta, you need to get the top two horses in order of finish. Trifecta, the top three horses in order of finish. The Superfecta, top four horses in order of finish. And in the Kentucky Derby, they are more popular than most races because with 20 horses in the field, big old payouts. Payout, <laughs> big payouts, bigger than you'll get in any other American thoroughbred race throughout the calendar year. The other thing you might hear, and I think we can pretty much stop at this because it's going to be the way 90% of the people bet. The race is what we just uh, is what we just mentioned here, but you will hear boxing involved a lot and people whenever they are giving out their bets and essentially guys, all that is, is, is the, the exotic bets that Steven was talking about, the exactas, the trifectas and the superfectas, you can put in the horses and if you box them, now this is going to cost you more money to do that but it gives you every combination of those horses finishing in that particular market. So again, if you wanted to put in three different horses in box and exacta, any order of those three horses finishing one and two actually pays off your ticket. So you might hear people say, oh, I'm going to box horse X, Y, and Z in the, you know, in an exacto or in a trifecta even or something. And so at that point, it doesn't actually have to go one, two, three at that point. As long as you have those three horses, it'll automatically put them in order for you. And that's kind of how you can get access to, to all those different horses. And Steven, that is also pretty popular as well. I think just a word of advice here is if you've never done it before, it can get expensive pretty quickly. So just uh, be sure you know what you're doing whenever you head in to start boxing horses. Right. A $1 trifecta ticket. If you box three horses, that ticket costs $6. The minute you box four horses, it costs $24. Yeah. The minute you box five horses, it costs $60. So uh, you better have some decent prices, some long shots mixed in there because 
It's not automatic that just because your trifecta ticket wins that it pays out more than you actually paid for the <laughs> ticket. So just just be aware of that. Yeah, something to keep in mind, like I said, it can get expensive pretty quick. And if you've never gone to the window, you just start rattling off horses like I'll take that horse, this, 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 this and this and box those for a superfecta. And they're like, that'll be seventy five thousand dollars, please. And you're just like, oh, God, oh, what did I what did I do? Oh, man, because you got to think it is putting together every single combination for you with that. And so it is uh, certainly a way to get in deep before the race even starts. So just tread lightly when it comes to all those. So Stephen, let's go ahead and get into the horses here. This is something I want to get your thoughts just on every horse real quick, and then we'll circle back at the end and get your thoughts on these horses, their actual chances to win, and maybe even how you plan to bet them. But let's go the horse with the shortest odds here in Forte, a Todd Pletcher horse. For sure. Has run seven career races, has won six of them, including every race he's run as a three-year-old. He was also the two-year-old champion at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the the first race that kind of gives us an indication of who's going to be the Kentucky Derby contenders this year. And Forte has done nothing to warrant not being the favorite in this race. So uh, we look at a lot of things here when it comes to horse racing and handicapping the Kentucky Derby. A buyer speed figure is kind of just a metric that gives us an idea of how these horses measure up against each other, even though a lot of them have run in different races around the country. And if you have a 100 buyer speed figure going into these races, then you're a pretty strong horse. And Forte has had a 100 buyer speed figure in four of his career races. No other horse in this field can brag about that. He won the Florida Derby last out by a length. The only potential knock on him is that the buyer speed figures have been going in the wrong direction. His last triple digit one was three races back. His Florida Derby win was only a 95 buyer. He had a 98 sandwich between those two. So are there horses in this field that could potentially continue to get better and finally catch Forte? That's the real question here. And if he's going to be the, the, the huge favorite in this race, we typically don't see a Derby favorite shorter than three to one very often. If that's the case, maybe we take a shot on some of these other horses, Matt. So again, guys, these odds that we're going to be referencing, they are as of Tuesday, a week before the race. So we're talking a full on week and a half before this thing gets going. These can and will change as we get going and the money starts to flow in in earnest as we approach the race. But as we sit here recording this, Stephen, the second shot on the board from the fixed market odds Art is Tappet Trice, and that is also a Pletcher horse. For sure. In in the mix here, based on his, his last race out, he won the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland in Lexington, Kentucky by a neck. So not mm-hmm. the only thing shorter than that margin in horse racing is by a nose. So he didn't win it by very much, but he did get the win. Um, 99 buyer speed figure last time out. My concern is that that's a pretty big leap from his previous buyer speed figure, a 92. So can he replicate that top performance that we just saw, considering that his other career races were not as strong in terms of those speed figures? The other thing that we look at here is is something called the final fractions theory, Matt. Um, Typically, the Derby winners will have run their final furlong or final three furlongs in less than 13 seconds or less than 38 seconds, respectively. And the reason we care about that is because 28 of the last 32 horses that crossed the wire first in the Kentucky Derby 
met at least one of those criteria. So we'll be talking about that a little bit here as we handicap these horses. Tappet Trice does meet that caveat. Certainly one of the top five, top six contenders in this field in my mind. Three different horses come in at 10 to 1. We have Practical Move, we have Kings Barnes, and we also have Verifying. Let's go ahead and start with Practical Move. For sure. Trained by Tim Yachtin, who has been typically getting Bob Baffert horses during his Churchill Downs suspension. But this is actually a horse that was fully trained by Tim Yachtin. So there's no Baffert connection here. He's won four of his seven career races. He's coming off a win in the Santa Anita Derby by that narrowest of margins, by a nose. He has the two best buyer speed figures in this field. He has the 100 to match Forte, but he also has a second 100 buyer speed figure on his resume. Very strong contender. In my mind, this should be the second choice in the odds over Tappet Trice. Uh, but we'll see what the, the, the betters think about that once the morning line odds are set the week of the race and, and how these fluctuate. But um, certainly, again, one of the top five contenders here. As we're going through these horses, Matt, we should mention, you know, the, this is also the order of the Kentucky Derby standings. And since that era has come into play it, back in 2012, it's no surprise that the horses near the top of the Kentucky Derby standings are also among the horses with the shortest odds. It's not very often that we don't see that. They're near the top of those standings for a reason. They have earned that place through some of the earlier races and accumulated points to get to into this race. Another 10 to one is another Pletcher horse in Kings Barnes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Todd Pletcher, no stranger to having a lot of horses in the Kentucky Derby. And we're only a few horses in here. And this is the third Pletcher horse that we're talking about here. But I would say this is the weakest of the three that we've talked about between Forte and and Tappet Trice and Kings Barnes, this is this is the weakest of the three, I would say. If you look at the Louisiana Derby in which he won uh, by three and a half, the times didn't really stack up as well. The buyer speed figure didn't stack up as well as some of the other Derby prep races, like the Florida Derby where Forte was in, like the Santa Anita Derby that Practical Move was in. Um, if you look at it, the Louisiana Derby splits were about a second apiece off the slowest Kentucky Derby fractions of the last 30 years. So if you look at that situation, does that mean that he can translate and take a big move up? The Derby is a mile and a quarter. No horse in this field, no horse in any Kentucky Derby field has ever run that distance so if you're not putting up strong speed figures in the prep races, it's a big step forward to expect that in the Kentucky Derby. There are others I like here more for win bet considerations here over Kings Barnes. Our last 10 to 1 horse in the fixed odds about a week and a half before this race is verifying coming in a Brad Cox horse. So we mentioned the top of the Derby standings. You have to go a little bit further down to find verifying. This is number 13 on the Derby standings, but there's a reason why he's 10 to one in the fixed odds is because he measures up the, the first three criteria I look for at a potential Kentucky Derby win bet. Did they have at least a 95 buyer speed figure in their career? 28 of the past 31 Derby winners or Derby, uh, I guess, one one of those horses was DQ'd but crossed the line first. But 28 of the last 31 horses that crossed the finish line first in the Kentucky Derby had a 95 buyer speed figure. Verifying meets that. 19 of the past 23 had a Brisnet speed figure of at least 100. 
verifying meets that. And we also already mentioned the, the final fractions theory. Verifying meets that as well. This is a true contender in my mind, and I think the odds would be even shorter if he didn't lose the bluegrass stakes by just a neck. Uh, if he would have won that race over Tappet Trice, then I think their odds would have flipped. But uh, we're running another furlong here versus the Bluegrass Stakes, and I don't see any reason why verifying should be ruled out by losing by such a small margin in that race. So this, this is a true contender in my mind. Our last horse that comes in with any sort of odds that are not, you know, what we would consider to be somewhat long here would be Derma Sotogaki. And this is an 11 to one horse as we sit here on the fixed odds. This is a really interesting one. It's a Japanese horse. It won the UAE Derby. The 155 time in the UAE was faster than the Louisiana Derby winner. It's also the second fastest UAE Derby winner uh, since the race moved to that track and went out to about a mile and three sixteenths. They run in meters over there, so it's not quite a mile and three sixteenths, but it's only about 10 meters short of that. So his time compared pretty favorably and they, they don't do speed figures overseas, but a lot of the handicappers and track personnel on Twitter estimated that if a buyer speed figure would have been assigned to Derma Sotogaki in that race, it would have been a triple digits figure and perhaps the biggest one of any of the horses mm. in this field. The other thing we should consider as well, Matt, is what Japan has been doing with breeding over the past few decades. Whereas the United States horse racing industry has been breeding for speed uh, to make money, whether in races or at the auction when the horse is two years old, Japanese breeding has been focused at longer distances, classic race distances like the, the Kentucky Derby at a mile and a quarter. Now, no horse that's ever come over from the UAE Derby has even hit the field in the Kentucky Derby. But I suspect that one of these Japanese horses is going to perform well at some point here in the mm -hmm. near future. And we at least have to consider that Derma Sotogaki might be for real here based on what he showed with a romp of a win by five lengths over second by 10 lengths over third in the UAE Derby. Uh, people are going to point to Mendelssohn, the last horse that ran a time like this in the UAE Derby and finished dead last. That horse got basically wrestled out of the gates by a bunch of other horses, got in traffic trouble, and the jockey just pulled him up and, and saved his mm -hmm. horse to fight for another day. If Dermo Sotogaki gets a good break here, gets on the lead, avoids traffic trouble, I think he's going to be in the mix here to at least get a piece of this. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but don't just dismiss this horse because he's from Japan. I misspoke. We do have a 13 to one angel of empire comes in and it is towards the top of the point standings. As you mentioned, it is, uh, but not a horse I'm considering it, it's buyer speed figure resume is a little light. It's only a 94 for his best buyer. He also did not meet the final fractions theory in his win in the Arkansas Derby despite winning that race by four and a quarter lengths. You know, this is where the novice horse racing better needs to be careful. You watch that race on video and you're like, oh, wow, he dominated. Well, who did he run against? And the, all of the metrics that we use in horse racing um, bring into question whether or not this horse can hold up against the toughest competition he'll face in his career at a longer distance than a mile and a quarter. This horse is not in consideration for me for a win bet. 
So let's go ahead. And as you can see, guys, we were talking five to two, six to one, 10 to one, you know, all the just 13 to one angel of empire. Now we go all the way to 20 to one. So I'm not, Stephen, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it does seem like we just kind of went through the upper tier here. And now we're kind of moving into that next tier. Mage comes in at 20 to one. For sure. Now you start kind of getting into the conversation, Matt, of which horse is impressing the writers and the the professional betters and the, the horse players on the backside of Churchill Downs where they're coming out of their barns and they're going to the track to work out in the mornings. Which horse looks bigger and stronger and might be taking a big step forward since their last race three to five weeks ago? And Mage is getting some attention for that. Um, there's a lot of talk on the backside. There's always a horse on the backside of Churchill Downs each year that is going to get a lot of attention. It seems like Mage is turning into that horse, but on paper, he's coming up short here versus the other horses we've already talked about. Doesn't have the 95 plus buyer speed figure. Um, did not run as a two-year-old, which in Kentucky Derby history is typically a big knock. Justify in 2018, who went on to win the Triple Crown, was the first horse since Apollo in 1882 to win the Kentucky Derby when not racing as a two-year-old. So uh, Mage is not nearly as experienced. How will he handle 19 other horses running around him in front of 150,000 people? That's another question. So uh, maybe getting some of the buzz at Churchill Downs maybe gets a piece of this if you're looking to include a longer shot exactors or trifectas but not a horse i'm considering for a win bet three different horses come in at 30 to one one of which isn't actually even in the field yet so we'll have you discuss that but of these three horses is there anything you want to add we have two fills at 30 to one we have hit show at 30 to one and skinner the horse i just referenced that is also sitting at 30 to one but not is not yet in the field Let's start with two fills who's top five in the Derby standings it, on paper. You may be drawn to the buyer speed figure of 101, which is actually better than Forte's best buyer speed figure. But the Jeff Ruby stakes his last race in which he won by five and a quarter lengths was run not on dirt, but on a synthetic surface, which tends to inflate numbers. It tends to make the winner of that race look a little bit better than he was. Um, it's it's a deeper track at Churchill Downs. I, I tend to think that was an anomaly, considering the fact that his second best buyer speed figure before running on synthetic was only 88. That's that's a big ask and, and potentially a red flag there. Um, hit show you mentioned falls short on buyer speed figures, falls short of the standard. We're talking about looking for Brisnet speed figures as well. Uh, so that that's an eliminated horse for me on the win line. And um, I'll mention Skinner here. He's the first horse out as we record right now, number 21 in the standings. He'll need a horse to drop out, but a 99 buyer speed figure for his best. And if you watch what he did in the Santa Anita Derby, he came in third, but it was only by half a length. There were three horses all right there at the wire. And who's to say that that order could be reversed in the Kentucky Derby when you add more distance there. I was reading up on this horse and, it, and they added what's called a shadow roll to John Sheriff's horse. That's the trainer added it to when he turned three years old. And that's when he started hitting the board here in some of these races after struggling as a two year old. Um, and that's what's been attributed to his better finishes now in 2023. So if he gets into the field, 
it's not a horse that you should just dismiss automatically in your exotics. We have a few different horses coming in in the 40 to 50 range. Confidence game is 40 to one. Ray's Kane coming in at 45 to one. And then we have two different 50 to ones in Jace's Road and Continue R. Confidence game is a weird situation because he hasn't run in a race in a very long time. His last race was a win in the Rebel back on February the 25th, which is the second, the last round of Kentucky Derby prep races that we typically see. Doesn't meet the buyer threshold we're looking for. Doesn't meet the Brisnet threshold we're looking for. And also the Rebel was only run at a mile and a 16th. And every winner for the past 29 years of the Kentucky Derby has run at least a mile and an eighth in their final prep race. Automatic DQ for my win bet considerations there for confidence game. Um, Matt, what was the other one? Raise we Kane. got raised Kane at 45, and then we have both Jace's Road and Continue R at 50. Okay, let's let's talk about Ray's Kane here, who came in fifth place by almost seven lengths in the Bluegrass Stakes. That's a big red flag. More than 50 straight years, no horse has won the Kentucky Derby with a finish worse than fourth in its final prep race. So we're going to DQ that horse from Wimbet considerations in my mind. Continuar is a Japanese horse as well. It did not get into this race by Derby points. Got in through a special caveat that Churchill Downs has set up called the Japan Road to the Kentucky Derby. All I need to know is that he came in third place to Derma Sotogaki in the UAE Derby by 10 lengths. Mm-hmm. Can't really consider him at that point. So that's that's an instant toss for me. And um, Jace's Road there, Brad Cox horse. Jace's Road does not meet the buyer speed mm-hmm. figure consideration, does not meet the Brisnet speed figure consideration. We talked about the fact that the Louisiana Derby – was run slower than even the UAE Derby and Jace's road came in third place in that race. So asking a lot here to, to be in win consideration. We'll get into these horses now that are going to be most likely considered the long shots. Again, these are all fixed odds guys a week and a half before the race. If you come in, if you're finding this later on YouTube, or if you listen to this later on the podcast feed, Steven's giving you some very good overall thoughts on these horses. We're referencing the odds as we get today just to kind of give you an idea of even where these might move, right, as as things get a little Mm -hmm. bit closer to the race time here. And I imagine at least some of these will be considered long shots. These are all going to be 55 or longer, guys, as we go on forward here, starting with Lord Miles. Lord Miles was a huge upset winner and, and hat tip to our coworker, Andrew Champagne, who had him at 59 to one in the Wood Memorial and pulled it off one by a nose. So this is the big upset on the Derby prep race circuit that gets the hundred points, gets into the Kentucky Derby field. But to win a major prep race and to only have a 93 buyer speed figure for it and less than a 100 Brisnet speed figure for it tells you the quality of horses he was running against in that New York prep. So uh, instant toss for me here uh, from Lord Miles and a couple of these other horses, Matt, it's it's all kind of the same deal. The other ones that you just mentioned, they don't meet the buyer speed figure. They don't meet the Brisnet speed figure situation. So it's, it's, it's asking a lot here to be considered for a win bet. Um, there is a horse on the outside looking in that if, he gets in i'm interested in but we'll save that for the end of the show here 
You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. All right, so let's go ahead and get to some of these horses that you think are going to end up on your card when things are all said and done. So let's just start with the traditional win bets that you'll have in your account, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the exotics here in a bit. But as far as as you project right now, what do you see probably ending up from a win bet perspective? For sure. And if you guys want to see more about my process of elimination here, you can go to the lines.com under the horse racing tab. You'll see the Kentucky Derby winter trends. And this is kind of my annual process of whittling a field of 20 horses down to the handful. That I think have a legitimate shot. The horses I think that have a legitimate shot to win this race are Forte, Practical Move, Tap It Trice, Verifying, and the Japanese import Dermasotogaki. There's a chance that, that horse is for real. We just don't know. We don't have enough speed figures and analytics to really give us a clear picture, but it's at least in the in the range of outcomes. So of those five, I need to kind of knock off a couple more here because I can't just bet all five of them to win or I'm not going to make any money. So I do have to eliminate Dermasotogaki for now. Um, just on the history of UAE Derby winners coming in and not even hitting the board, let alone winning the race Mm -hmm. Forte, I think are going to is going to have odds far too short for me to bet. There's also the annoying situation of mattress Mm -hmm. Mac uh, having his latest promotion and going to Churchill downs. But unlike sports betting promotions where I typically don't give a damn about him betting on, on it it affects the odds. Big we're time. in a we're in a pool now. Yeah. We're in paramutual wagering, Matt. So there's a chance that old mattress Mac drops seven figures, you know, less than an hour before the race, and Forte's odds plummet, which gives us even better odds on these other horses. So um in the points era since 2012, favorites have done well, 
have won a lot of races, but they haven't won any of the last four races. Now, with that being said, all but one year in the points era, the favorite has hit the board. So you would be unwise to leave Forte off of your exotics, but I think the value is there to take a shot on one of these other horses. The third horse I'm going to eliminate from this kind of top five tier I have is Tappet Trice. Has the 99 career best buyer speed figure, but a number two buyer of only 92 makes me at least concerned that he can duplicate it again in all kinds of traffic. So that leaves me with two. Leaves me with Verifying, who only lost to Bluegrass by a neck. And it leaves me with Practical Move, who has put up multiple 100-plus buyer speed figure performances, won the Santa Anita by a nose against other horses that looked uh, very strong in previous races. So basically my strategy here, Matt, if I'm betting $100 on the Kentucky Derby, I'm taking about 45 of it. And I'm just waiting to see which of practical move and verifying have the best odds and putting it on that. The only exception to that will be is if somehow Derma Sotogaki's odds just get ignored and he becomes like a 30 to one horse or something. I don't think that's going to happen, but just putting that caveat in there, then some of that 45 hours might get split off a little bit and put on Derma Sotogaki as well, just in the off chance that he is the real deal and the horse Japan's breeding has been planning and hoping for over the past few decades here so let's head to the exotics here and listen it is it's worth saying again because we are 28 minutes into this pump the brakes a tad when you get going on all these because you can get you can look up and next thing you know you have just way more money invested than you were originally planned on but go in with a plan go in with a budget as steven said if you keep it to the typical type of stuff you can get out of there for, you know, if you want to invest a couple hundred bucks in the Derby because you're going to be watching anyway, and you're going to be with friends and stuff like that. You can still have a lot of action for a couple of hundred bucks, but just be careful because that couple hundred can turn into a thousand real quick if you're if you're not uh, paying attention. So what are we looking at from an exotic standpoint here? For sure. Let's start with a one dollar exact Matt, and mm. this ticket will cost a total of twelve dollars. And I'm going to put three horses in the first place position. And it's going to be Forte, Practical Move, and Verifying, just in the off chance that Verifying is able to turn the tables on Practical Move after just losing by the slimmest of margins in the Santa Anita Derby. The second place position will be some of the horses we've already talked about as the contenders. Forte, Practical Move, and Verifying again. But I'm also going to add Tappet Trice and Derma Sotogaki to that second place line in my exacta. That ticket costs $12. Also, we'll have a similar trifecta ticket, a $1 trifecta. Total cost of this ticket is $36, which for a typical horse race is far too high for a trifecta. But in the Kentucky Derby, that's not too high. That You're going to get a great three, four, five-figure payout on the trifecta here. I have a lot of horses near the top of the board here, but um, I generally think, Matt, that the bottom half of this Kentucky Derby field as constituted right now, is a lot weaker than recent years that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple horses on the bubble. If they get in, then I'm going to be very interested in adding to my exotics. But as things stand right now, I'm not going to have some of these 50 to 80 to 1 shots on my exotic tickets. So dollar trifecta costs $36 total. Top line first place position, Forte, Practical Move, and Verifying. 
And again, the same horses I had in second place for the exacta, also in third place. Forte, practical move, verifying, and we'll add Tappet Trice and Derma Sotogaki there to round out the trifecta. The superfecta, Matt, you got to take a shot on it in the Derby. Right. I mean, no superfecta ever pays as much. I mean, go back and look at what Rich Strike superfecta paid out last year. It was just unbelievable. It was like hitting the lottery. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the tickets can get expensive. You know, I, I hat tip to Dave Bontempo, our horse racing writer over at thelines.com. He's got a great superfecta strategy in general, no matter what the race is. It's kind of a, a quasi box. You just take two horses and you put them in the first and second place positions. You take two more horses, you put them in the third and fourth place positions. And that ticket only costs you $4. Mm-hmm. So first and second place position, practical move and verifying. Third and fourth place position, Forte and Tappet Trice. That costs $4. I'll do one more superfecta just on the maybe Derma Sotogaki is for real coming over from Japan. So a first place position of practical move in Derma Sotogaki, along with the second place position. And then the third and fourth place positions will have Forte and verifying again, just a $4 ticket there. And that rounds out $100 on the Derby. All right, Steven, if uh, in your heart of hearts, and this is, this can change over the next week and a half, who do you think actually wins this thing? I, I think Forte is the most likely, mm-hmm. um, I do have a bit of a concern that his buyers are going in the wrong direction, but again, his, his odds aren't going to be bettable for me. It's just my personal preference. Other people will bet him and I understand that, but when odds slip shorter than three to one in the Derby, I'm not going to bet that. So um, if it's not Forte, I think practical move is the most likely. And if, if these fixed odds are the same as what they are on Derby day, and he's the third choice in the odds, Mm -hmm. I think that's good value. Anything double digit odds on practical move, I think is great value. But Matt, if if you're asking me, is there any chance that there is a long shot that can pull off a rich strike in this race? It's going to depend if we get some horses defecting out of this race and get in. And I can't stop this. I mean, last year we recorded the Derby, didn't mention rich strike once because he wasn't in the race. He wasn't in the race. Yes. And then he gets in on Friday or Saturday and, you know, he's an afterthought for everybody. So I don't want to make that mistake again with at least mentioning a couple of these horses that are on the bubble. We did already mention Skinner, who came in third in the Santa Anita Derby by only a half a length. The fixed odds reflect that he's not going to be a huge long shot. He's 30 to one here, but maybe the public ignores him if he gets in. Mm -hmm. The other I want to mention is another Japanese horse. Mandarin Hero is his name. I mentioned that practical move only won the Santa Anita Derby by a nose. It was over Mandarin hero. He almost pulled it off. It's not often we see Japanese horses come over and race against American horses before the Kentucky Derby, but this one tried it and almost pulled it off. So a 100 buyer speed figure, just like practical move in that race. You have the fixed odds on Mandarin hero at 85 to one right now. I think he gets ignored by the betting public if mm-hmm. he gets into the race. He needs a lot of help to get in. He needs these other horses on the bubble not to even enter the Derby. And then he needs at least a, a one, maybe even two horses to drop out of the Derby that's already in the field. So I don't know if he's going to get in. But if he does, Mandarin Hero has to be included on exotics. Should maybe have a sprinkle on a win bet on him. And if he doesn't get into the Kentucky Derby, his connections have said they're going to run in the Preakness. And that should get our full attention because he's going to have the freshest legs of any horse in the Preakness, including any of the horses that also ran in the Derby 
and will then only have had two weeks to get rested and prepared for the next race. So do not forget the name Mandarin Hero in the Derby or the Preakness. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, we typically have at least a scratch every year, right? If not two. For sure. Yeah, we've already had one uh, two weeks before the Derby, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it typically does happen. The The problem for Mandarin Hero is that he's currently 24th in the Derby standings. So... If the other horses above him enter the race and become also eligibles, they're going to get first preference on the first scratch. But if those three horses on the bubble don't enter the race, well, then Mandarin Hero becomes the first alternate, so to speak, and then only needs one horse to scratch between when the post position draw happens and the cutoff on Saturday morning. So uh, or I think it's Friday afternoon, actually. So um there's a chance not ruling it out. We've already had one scratched and, and defected and we'll see if another scratches uh, late in the week on Derby week guys, everything we do absolutely free. So do appreciate you. If you're listening on the audio side, if you could go down and give us a little five-star review, that would be great. Just hit the pause button, go down, scroll down. It takes two seconds to hit that little button, uh, subscribe rate review over there. And then if you're watching us on the video side of things, just hit the subscribe button and then let us know in the comment section. Is there anything else you would like us to cover steven is going to have a bunch of different guys on this over at the lines over the next week and a half as well so we'll certainly take a look at the comments and address anything in there if you guys have some real uh questions that you want answered we'll try and get to all of those as well the lines.com for everything that we do again absolutely free for steven i'm matt good luck on all your kentucky derby bets